You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. What's up, guys, and welcome to Straight from the Chess Podcast. My name is Justin Groth, and I'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast. Listen, I just want to welcome you, those who are new to the channel. If it's your first time tuning in, thank you for being here. And if this is your second or 250th time tuning back in, I just thank you for your continued listenership. Support of the channel means a lot to me. And listen, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. We're on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere that's a major platform, we're there. And uh, please subscribe to the YouTube. We just started that, so let's try to get... I don't know, 100 viewers by, or 100 uh, subscribers by the end of the month or the end of the week. That would be great. But uh, apart from that, if you like the podcast, obviously please like it, show your support there. But I do ask you also to share it with somebody who you believe would uh, would value the podcast as well. Uh, the things that are that are talked about in the podcast and and the guests that we have on help to generate more awareness of the podcast, and it would just it would do me a great favor. So I appreciate that in advance. But without further ado, I want to bring. And welcome back, a buddy of mine, Danny. Thanks for coming back, bro. Welcome to the show again. How's it going, man? How are you, bro? Doing good, man. Stressful, but good stress. Why is it stressful? Uh, just more pressure, you know. So I always feel, I always feel it's good to, you know. I think, to me, in my opinion, I think it's a blessing to always find, you know, uh, different levels of pressure you can handle. So. I feel like, you know, I, it's a good thing. So You're talking about the business, right? Center Coast yeah. Barbell. Yeah. So for those of for those people who aren't aware of who you are, not really privy to who you are, why don't you just kind of fill them in briefly? Yeah, um, I own a gym here at uh, Grover Beach. Um, old school bodybuilding, powerlifting gym. So, you know, just trying to make things into a reality, the vision into reality. And, you know, I'm glad over time it's things are becoming more clear so and that the name of it is Central coast barbell yep so you and i've known each other for quite a while um how many years now man i think what about four years four years yeah because i i ran into you at, at 19 uh 2018 was about four 2018 years. okay yeah because i was like i was like damn you you got some gnarly legs going, right dude. pre pre-pandemic <laughs> pre-pandemic um yeah so you know, one of the things that drew me to you, man, was your work ethic. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, because I see good physiques all day, man. Well, not all day. I mean, when I say all day, I mean like, look, in, in, uh, on Instagram or, um, you know, in any other social media platform, you see, and you as well, you see lots of good physiques, man. Lots of pretty physiques. Yeah. With myself, I never really admired that. Because that's all predicated a lot on genetics and drugs. A lot of it, man. Yeah. So, yes, you have to sleep well. Yes, you have to, you know, you have to structure your life and orient it in a way that you can optimize your results. Yeah. But look, man, if you have time and you're consistent and you have pretty genetics on your side and you have the usage of drugs, this shit's pretty easy. Yeah. You just have to keep going. So uh, what I what I mean by that is the reason I'm not, and that's not to disparage anybody who does use drugs. Fine, if that's what you want to do, it's what you want to do. I'm saying I like the work ethic because that is what can differentiate you from all the other bodies. 
Yeah. It's the one thing that you can really ground and anchor in that can set you apart from the rest. Because look, pretty physiques are a dime a dozen and almost all the physiques look pretty much the same to some degree. When you get at the high level, the IFBB, International Federation of Bodybuilding, for those of you who are not aware, when you get to that level, man, they all pretty much look the same. You know, to some degree, there are minor differences here and there, you know, and, and then you get in conditioning and obviously it's like, you know, it, it, it definitely goes, it definitely can, can change body to body, but generally speaking to the layman, it's going to look, they're going to look all the same, same cap delts, chest, legs, back. It's all going to look the same to the judges. It looks different, right? Yeah. But they're, they're trained in that regard to look at the differentiation between or rather the disparity between the bodies yeah. to choose the winner. <clears throat> so that's a long way of saying I don't care about the bodies as much as I care about what's internal yeah. and the work ethic that's there. And you've always showcased that. You and another buddy of mine, I don't know if you're familiar with him, his name's Christian. And he used to frequent the gym when it was like Vicks back in the day before you took yeah. it over. And him and I used to train there a lot. Um, his work ethic was on the same level of yours, mine, and really, honestly, I don't know who else. I can't name another person. Well, also, you and I, a colleague of yours and I, or a friend of yours and I is Lindsay Diaz. And she's been doing the podcast pretty soon. Shout out to Lindsay. Her work ethic is crazy too. Most people don't have that work ethic. Yeah. And you see it in your gym. I know you do. You're the owner of one of the, 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 the leading hardcore gym in the area. And I know you see pussies. I know you see people train like pussies and I know you want to call them on it, but you're the owner and you can't, but you can, but you don't. Right. There's, there's, there's different ways to tell them. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you can't, you, you can just go up to him and say, Hey man, I think you got more. I think you got more. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. That's a very, it's a very, uh, go ahead. That's, the least that's at least uh, a foot in the door it's very civilized yeah and political politically correct way of you saying you're a pussy yeah but why do you think my question is this why do you think that people don't train hard i think if i'm gonna be honest like i think from my experience and i don't know i feel like i base a lot of my like kind of the way i see things is kind of like off my family and I feel a lot of it has to do with, you know, a combination of, you know, obviously like kind of like, you know, their genetic makeup too. Cause that's also like how you think, you know, and how much like work ethic, like Although, pain tolerance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause it's kind of weird because it's something you aren't like, regardless of genetics, you, you have full control over it. Like you can do more, but I think there's something like genetic that, you know, you, that gets you to want things a little bit more but also a combination of like uh experiencing hardships because i think like if you like based off some of my you know some of my cousins and stuff you know all of us you know grew around like pretty similar like i don't know like you know very very similar things like we're not too like too far off as far as age but it's like as far as like their parents the way like they treat them really good you know like, I know my parents obviously did, like, you know, what they could. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, now, like, I see that. But it's just, like, like, you can see how much pressure, like, 
they've been put through. And I feel that has a lot to do with how much they're willing to push themselves, you know, because it's like to me in my head, like, you know, I, I try not to judge other people, but it's like sometimes I'm like, I, I, I get like I get pissed because I'm just like, dude, there's so many people that like have it like have it easy. They have so many opportunities, but they just don't push it like it's not even like, you know, the gym's just one example, you know, and it's like to me, it feels like you're wasting your fucking time. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, like, like you have free time. Oh, I'm going to wind down. Cause I like, I deserve it. It's like, dude, I remember like, what do you mean? Wind down with a workout? You mean wind down? Like, you know, if wind down just in general, it's like, you know, you relax. Yeah. Just like relax. Like I, I know I've told you, like, I, I just have this sense of urgency all the time. Like it's, I have to always be moving. Like if I feel like I'm in a standstill, I get worse anxiety. You know, it feels like I have to be doing something like it, it's, it's kind of weird to describe, you know, but as far as, you know, what, what gets people to push themselves, I feel like it has a lot to do with both the combination of how they're wired. And I feel like they have full control over that. And I think, you know, I'm sure you've experienced that to various extents, you know, being a, a personal trainer of how like, you know, people will push themselves and kind of how they're already wired, you mm-hmm. know, and just essentially trying to, you know, help them kind of push themselves a little bit more, but yeah, man, I, you know, it's a, I think it's what you said and it's also how important the venture is to them. It's just really boils down to choices and importance when you get down to the nuts and bolts of things, like how important is something to you? I've had people that I've trained in the past that they have other extracurricular activities outside of working out. And they put more of a precedence on those things, like the play things, than they do with the physical fitness activity. And that actually betters themselves in terms of the confidence, you know, their body in general, and that develops more confidence. And that likely will lead into maybe more or different relationships that they wouldn't have had otherwise because they're able to now interact with people on a more confident level. Yeah speak more confidently, you know, have more confident energy when they approach people. Yeah. So it really boils down. And for me, that's also what it is. That's what I've seen it at least in, in part in my life and my experience. It's what's important to me. And I don't even know why it's important anymore. Cause I'm done competing and I have no desire to compete again, but it's, I think I've ingrained the behaviors from that period of my life when I was competing because I wanted to do the best I could do. I wanted to be the best I could be. Even if I didn't make it to any kind of level, I wanted to show myself that I can, I have what it takes. And that's the only thing that I discovered that allowed me to know that I had work ethic. I've said it multiple times, but on this podcast and in, in real life that look, I don't know. I mean, this is real life too, but fuck, you know what I mean? Like outside of the podcast, (laughs) I, I only knew that I had grit when it came to training. Nothing else that I did in life showed me that in part because nothing else in my life was ever that important. But it was when I found the important thing that I realized, Oh, I have that. And I never knew I had that. Like I had a different, it was like an alter ego and it was worse. When I say worse, I mean more 
prolific when I was younger, when I was like in the heart of competing, mm-hmm. but it still stayed with me. And I don't know why I am that way, except for I default back to my old behaviors because I know I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm, I'm physically tapped out eight years, nine years, been the same size, bro. Legs, same chest, shoulders, arms, same, everything, same. There's no way that you can train like I train and in eight years, not growing. Like I could still got more left. <laughs> There's still some more muscle there. There's not it's done. You know what I mean? But if you look at my weight from when I was healthy, healthy weight, about 18% body fat in high school, 165 to now I'm about anywhere from 12 to 15% body fat, not, not trying just regular conditioning and about 200 pounds. That's about the mean average of contractile tissue that you'll gain around 30 pounds. And you minus that extra body fat percentage that's now gotten gotten lower, but I, my weight's gone up higher. It's around 30 ish pounds, man. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have another pound or two spread throughout my entire body that I could gain. But then also I deal with that issue of going to get older, testosterone levels decrease, unless I'm going to do something in terms of TRT. Well, it's just going to get, I mean, worse, you know what I mean? Like not worse, but I mean, less, I'm not going to be better, better unless it looks, unless I just look more refined and hard because I've accrued so many repetitions. We had that talk a while ago, like hardness and graininess, unless it's genetic, it's going to come from typically so many contractions, Mm -hmm. you know, so many repetitions produced on that muscle that gives it that. And I don't know physiologically how that happens, but that's just been my experience with my own body and with watching bodybuilders you know, take the stage for years on end yeah, and how they look and their physique change and shift. But it really boils down to them. I, I know I'm losing people here because many people don't listen to this podcast and talk about <laughs> bodybuilding, but <laughs> it, I will say this. It's more often than not predicated on importance, like how important you deem the pursuit, how important you deem the threat because training is a threat to the body, right? But how important are you, how important is it to you that you're willing to absorb all of that pain and work through it? How important is it to you? And to some people, it's just not that important, man. And then their pain tolerance also, like you said, there's possibly a genetic, you know, there's a genetic, I don't know what you want to call it, but there's probably something in the form of genetics that only allow the person to adhere to so much pain before they just, their brain, their nervous system tells them stop, you know, but some people can go above and beyond that. Yeah. And you are one Lindsay's one Christian's one. They're just one man. I can do the same thing. And even though that seems like, look, I don't want to toot my horn. I'm not, I'm not, trying to display that to do so. I don't need to. We train together, man. But at the same time, when the other thing that bugs me too is when I see kids, and this is just analogous to taking the easy way out in life. When I see kids that are in the gym, and I say kids, I mean like 20 somewhat year olds, and they're inundated with the cable crossover station, and they're doing their entire fucking back and by day 
in that cable crossover station. Start with the lat pull downs, then go to the seated cable row, then do some fucking one arm single cable rows from the from you know from a low pulley. Then they go to bar- barbell curls, or not barbell curls. I'm sorry, cable curls. What the fuck? Yeah. And these guys are like 160 pounds, like six feet tall, and they've been working out for a few months. I don't understand that. Like you're asking to get on a squat rack, you can start yeah. squatting, yeah. deadlifting, rowing, doing chin ups, yep. shoulder pressing. What the fuck, man? Yeah. But you're. But the thing is, those things are hard. You know, I see guys that have some pretty good leg development. The first thing they do, go to the V squat. Mm-hmm. First thing they do, they go leg extension. I'm oh, sorry, leg extension, hamstring curl. Fine. I get that shit. I do that shit all the time. Pre-exhaust. Yeah. V squat. And then leg press. And then some walking lunges. And then calves. And then done. And that's a pussy workout. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you can make V squat hard, bro. Yeah. But when you haven't developed the requisite foundation yet, you shouldn't be on the V squat. Or unless you have knee problems or something, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's an anatomical issue with you. And the V squat feels better. Well, there's multiple variations of squats. Yeah. You could also do split squats. And you could start loading these things up, but I rarely see these people do that shit. It's hard. The threat is more severe when you're doing movements that are freestanding with the barbells, with the dumbbells, etc. There's more to fuck up with. Yeah. You know, what's your take on that, man? Because I know you have a take. It's yeah. probably similar to mine, I'm sure. But yeah, because my opinion, like, like, dude, like cables and machines, accessory work. As much as I love machines, I love machines. Like. I've been getting a whole bunch from my gym, but it's like, like as much as like, like I tell, you know, I tell, I explain to people, I'm like, these are for after, like, in my opinion, or to warm up or certain ones, right? Certain ones like that Nautilus pullover. That's a fucking starter. Yeah. I would start with that thing. You know what I mean? Like for a back day, but you're right, man. Like accessory work. Nonetheless, it's, it's just, dude, it's just, it's, it's, it's like, that's what Planet Fitness is for. That's why they have all their fucking machines. They don't have any barbells. They mm-hmm. only have a little bit of dumbbells. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard to do free weights. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, the free weights require a lot more neurological demand. Like, just hold it stable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you need to figure out the form. You know, I've heard from, you know, beginners and stuff like, oh, like, you know, it, it does, the machines do help them kind of learn, you know, to feel the movement and stuff. Cause you don't necessarily have to worry about the stability and stuff. But at the end of the day, I, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a little like, it's a little stupid to like, you know, you're not really challenging yourself. If you're just kind of like doing cable machines, it's like, you know, it's just like, like that's, that's like some shit you do if you're, if you're like deloading, you know, like that's when I do, if I'm deloading and I hate it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm squeezing and contracting. And you know, I, uh, I have seen people like, you know, at certain people in my gym, you know, like, uh, uh, like, you know, they, they base off most of the workouts they are trying to push themselves like off of a machine. Like in my opinion, I'm just like, do go fucking squat or something and try to do hold that with the same intensity. I'm just like, it's a lot harder. You're going to be like fucking tomato face and shit, you know, veins all. And you're just like trying to breathe. Like if you're trying to do that with the machine, like, you know, for the most part, 
or cables, you know, you're not going to, that's why I love powerlifting. You know, it's that, it's that intensity. Although, you know, I'm always in, in the, in the bodybuilding at the end of the day, but there's just something about powerlifting, you know, cause it's all at squat bench and deadlift, but there's just a level of focus and intensity that like, you just can't get hyped for the same as doing like some fucking like cable curls. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, it's, it's a lot more demand, like just mentally too, you know, it's just like, you know what I mean? So, you just, and like, I get that. Like you're saying that like they learn it technique wise on the yeah. machines, but I would argue that you're learning. And if you're not, I uh, say, I should say this, you're learning rudimentary technique with the machines because it's in a fixed pattern. Yeah. So, Yes, you're kind of learning. You're learning what muscles to hone in on. But I would argue that a compound movement like a V squat or a leg press or something that that utilizes multiple muscles, you're not supposed to just feel it. It's not an isolated movement. You're supposed to work through the hips. You're supposed to develop power through the hip structure and the hip region. And that's the reason why you do squats. That's the reason why you do deadlifts and you don't do them with the Smith machine. Or you don't do them in a V squat or a fucking or a, or a any kind of squat machine in general, like. And there's no excuse for it. Even if you have knee issues, there's ways ways around that shit. Yeah. There's ways around that. You know, what I mean. So, the fact is, when they opt for the machine to and they and they levy it on, well, I'm using, I'm trying to get technique. I'd argue that that's going to be a faulty technique pattern, and it's not really curing technique issues at all. It's just covering up. Maybe not even covering up. It's like you're learning the wrong technique, even though it seems the same. It's not the same. Yeah. And like you said, the neurological demand is far greater with a regular squat because the threat is greater. But if you go, so if you learn technique, you don't even learn technique. You just fucking do the movement with, yeah. a, with a machine. It does the technique for you. You yeah, know what I mean? Unless little, you, it's got a little instructions how yeah to do it. unless you're gumby and you don't know how to control your limbs i yeah. mean you're gonna you're gonna be fine yeah so you're not really learning technique the reason why i think people opt for cables and they opt for machines is because it allows them to focus on the muscle and to them that's superior the feedback mechanism that a cable will provide is far greater to them than what they gather with a dumbbell or barbell curl yeah but real life, go out into real life, into gyms all over the world and ask people, the ones that look intimidating and powerful, ask them how they got their physiques, man. I can assure you, they will not say cables or machines. It's all just a bread and butter movement. Yeah, man. I know people that are fucking small that have, that have built physiques. You can tell that they're built. Even if they're 18% body fat and and shorter and not that much muscle mass, you can tell that person doesn't do cable work because the look of the body becomes different. It becomes more powerful looking, right? There becomes more of a, a shell to the back. There becomes more of a shelf to the chest. Their arms look more pronounced. Their legs are, their lower, their glutes are more developed. You know, even if they don't have good genetics in those areas, you can still tell the difference Yeah, where it comes from, where that person got their physique from predominantly speaking. Yeah. And then I see a lot, I see a lot of high schoolers and even college kids in college, man. And they're obsessed with isolation movements. I don't know where they're learning this shit. Gymshark models or I don't know, bro. TikTok, 
TikTok. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just ridiculous. And they're doing these weird acrobatic movements. What the fuck? Just get your ass under the squat bar. Just get your ass on the bench. Just start rowing and start doing these sheet these these things heavy. Start progressively overloading the bar. The dumbbells, like, dude. 90% of my workouts, or at least at the bare minimum, 80% are all compound dumbbell or barbell loaded movements, man. And I'm like, I don't know, 15 years into this shit. And I'm still doing that. And I'm not even going to gain any more muscle mass. And I'm still doing these things. And I'm still fucking overloading the bar. And I'm still taxing out. And I'm still, this is, this is just a way of life, man. But I, but if perhaps if I was taught, Cables and stuff, maybe I would still be doing. I don't know. I don't think so, man. There's just a bitchness that comes with cables. There's a bitchness. Yeah, because it's just like you're taking the easy way to do it. You know, like you just, it's not hard. Right. And it's, it's analogous with life, man, because yeah. a lot of people are taking easy way out yeah. with things. And and then and then it's like, it's like a way that they're, it's like structured too. you know, it's like. It's just got like, you know, it's just already guided for you. It's laid out for you. Yeah. You know? Versus like, oh shit. Like I have to, I, there's the freedom there, but I got, I got to fucking handle this thing. You know? Yeah. Like you're squatting. It's like, oh, I just, all I really have to focus is just pressing up. You know, there's just, it's just, it's not as hard, you know? And there's, I just, you know, there's, there's always some sort of benefit taking the hard way. You know, it's just whether that be the benefit you're getting more muscle density, you know, and just. I feel like you, you do have like this sense of, you know, proving it to yourself too, that you didn't just take the easy way out. You know, it's just, cause it's like whenever like I'm doing accessory movements, yeah, it has its purpose, you know, and I have to, you know, obviously like how we were mentioning before, like you have to find importance into it and there is importance into it, you know, it's like depending on what you know, your goals are and what you tell yourself you feel is important to you, you know, but yeah, it's just doing like free weights is just, is just, you know, it's just it to me. Yeah. Like how you're saying it just, there's this bitchness, like being a fucking pussy. It's like, dude, fucking man up and go fucking squat some weight, dude. You know, it's like, really, you're going to do that? Like, come on. It's just like, it's not even just like, oh, like, you know, like, like just in the, in, in the gym, it's just like that, like how you're saying, like in, in their own life, you know? And I feel like you should be challenging yourself, challenging yourself. And that's, you know, and I feel for a lot of us, it's a it, just being in the gym is a way as a as a method to prove yourself certain char- characteristics or bring certain characteristics that are probably genetically encoded into you already. And, then, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of bring that into fruition. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like I, I I have I'm able to be a hard worker in something I find important. Importance in. You, yeah, know? you can tell a lot about a person with how they work out. Yeah. Like what they what what exercises they choose to do, how consistent they are with their training yeah how consistent they are with the exercises that are hard you can tell a lot about a person and how they work out and i'm not talking about ones that i've trained i'm talking about just people that i've viewed in the gym in different gyms yeah all like over how the area. like how honest they are with themselves like hey I, oh i've been on this diet how do you look like <laughs> there's the result you know you don't really have to explain if you've been on point with their diet right man it tells you you right. know, it's just an example of just like how honest you are with yourself and other people, you know, and that's really important to be honest with yourself. And I don't know, as of like, you know, as of like, you know, experiences I've had, 
you know, in, in the past with like, you know, particular people I had to like, I felt like I needed to pay attention to because I'm having them around me, you know, cause I feel I'm personally, I feel you should be very picky of who you have around you, you know, and to what levels, because, because it'll affect you, you know, especially in your times of vulnerability, you know, if you, if you're trying to second guess yourself, especially if you're handling, you know, you're choosing to pressure yourself and handle more of the pain and stuff, whether that be in the gym or not. You know, that that's just like the gym's just one example, like, you know, things in your own life, like how many things you're choosing to take on, like your challenges, because all essentially, you know, doing your your lifts, it's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge. Like, how are you going to choose to handle it? Like if it gets because, dude, like, you know, you you might you might tell yourself, hey, in your programming, it's essentially your plan and how you're adhering to your own plan. Hey, I have to get 15 reps, you know, and like, are you going to take the easy way out and cut it short, short, like sell yourself short or are you gonna finish it out like yeah you might be scared but it's like the same thing that's like your spotter your people you have around you it's like it's like you're, you're like fuck dude i can't get any more like i'm scared but they're like fuck that like get out of your head like no dude like i can see what where you're at you know it's just i know what you're saying it's not i know what you're trying to convey i don't think that you think it's scary correct me if i'm wrong i don't think that you think it's really scary i think that it's just hard and the and because it's hard genetic uh, genetically biologically we want to we want to forfeit you know what i mean or we might want to forfeit sooner than expected but it's not that it's scary unless like you're dealing with the pain in an area of your body that you're that you're lifting on and you're like dude because I'm sure you've been there. I was just there last week and I, I'm there periodically where, for example, I pulled an adductor the other day. I don't know how the fuck I did it. I don't know which one it is, but when I was doing Bulgarian split squats, I remember going too low. It was probably, it was probably the, um, the longest adductor. I think it's the longest brevis. It might be called that. I forgot, man. Anatomy was so long ago, but it was a, I did, like, I felt like when I, when I was going down through the movement on my, I don't know what rep it was. It was towards the end of the set. My knee started, to, my knee caved and, and hit like a valgus. And then I, I, it, it simultaneously, it twinged like the adductor. Just, I felt it, it felt like it coiled up. I don't know what happened, but it felt like it, it coiled up. Same thing happened on my fucking hamstring when I was doing RDLs one day and I was getting cocky with the weight and I was doing it fast and not putting, not, not focusing so much on the hamstring, just going through the movement repetitively. And then it fucked me. Right. And that was a bilateral movement. The unilateral movement, like the split squat, I'd never had that happen because typically I'm more honed in with anything unilateral Yeah. and all of the muscles of that limb are working to provide stability to that limb. Right. So I'm not like worried about, I've never been worried about pulling shit, but I did that. Like, okay. So anyways, moving into the next workout, when I went, when it was my second leg day for the week, I went into same thing and I was like fucking kind of apprehensive because I don't want, and I, I remember there was a, I like, do I, I'm going to go up and wait because that's what I want to do. And we're not talking about little weight, we're talking about fucking bigger weight, not like, oh, let's go up, you know, 10 pounds or something like that. It was a, this is sufficient load, bro. And it's like, I'm going to only get five or six reps with this shit, but I know that I don't want to not do it. I don't want to cut the set short. It's not because I'm scared. 
it's because I'm apprehensive. And I guess you could coil that with or term it. I guess you could kind of, you know, use that as a adjunct of scared. But it was just like, I don't want to pull this shit again. But I did it anyways because I'm a dumbass. And I took the risk. Because ultimately, if I pull it, I pulled it before and I was fine. It wasn't that much of an issue. Could have been a bigger issue the second time around, right? Who knows? But I guess I was willing to roll the dice with that. And I guess I was just taking things a little bit more cautiously through the movement because I was apprehensive that that was going to happen again. It didn't, thank God. But look, the point is, it wasn't necessarily that I was scared. And I don't think you've ever been scared in your training. You get anxiety over the weight that you're going to do and the amount of reps that you want to pull it or the amount of reps you want to press it, etc. And you know there's no way out of that psychologically because if you aim for 10 reps on a 100-pound shoulder press, even if you got to rest, pause your shit to get 10 reps, you're going to get 10 reps yeah. because you can't leave that set without it making 10 rep mark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason why I use that analogy is because I saw you the other day on your story pressing hundreds and it was it was a struggle man like it is for anybody the hundreds are a lot of weight for a shoulder press i don't know how many reps you got i'm just using that as an illustration though but it's like that's the mindset that has to be there i guess it doesn't have to but you should opt for that road instead of the easier one where you're just doing accumulated volume and a lot of that becomes junk volume at the end of the day yeah you know, but it's, it's one of two paths. It's, you know, multiple, I guess multiple paths will get to the end result, but the only thing that matters is that your facilitation of hard reps are there. And I would argue you can't get hard reps with sets of 15, 20, 30 reps with that kind of poundage. So at some point, you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to struggle in life. You're going to have to struggle with the weights. You're going to have to struggle in relationships. You're going to have to struggle in general for you to create something. Start with weights because those things don't talk back and those things don't hit back. So at least start there. And if you can't, I would argue, if you can't fuck with those in that sense, you're doomed. You're doomed. Yeah. You're just feeble and frail at the end of the day. And what way, especially as a man, is that to be? Exactly. But if you had that type of grit in the weights or with weight training, regardless if it's transforming your body, because by extension it will, but regardless if that's not your, your goal, at least show yourself what kind of grit you do have or what kind of work ethic you do have or what kind of pain tolerance you do have and use that as a measure of your effectiveness in that workout or your effectiveness in life as a man. I know it seems like it's not tantamount, but it definitely is because if you can endure a lot of pain through a fucking 30 rep squat set, breathing squats, like a widowmaker set, you can endure a lot of pain in real life. Even, even if that comes from you getting the shit beat out of you from, a, from you just getting jumped. Well, that's, you can endure a lot of pain and you're probably going to fight back. 
But if you cripple with the weights, you'll probably cripple with people beating you up. Yeah. Even to like, like just not even just like physically, but psychologically too, you know, how much you're willing to get people to get in your head, you know, that, you know, they probably don't have like the best mind, like minds, like mindset, you know, how they handle their own things or if they have their own like hidden intentions and stuff. So it's just like, you know, and it's just, just kind of like, I don't know, own hidden agendas and stuff like that, you know? So I don't know. It's kind of like hidden agendas as it pertains to what, um, like if they're trying to get something out of you, um, or if for some like petty reason trying to sabotage you because it might have to do with some sort of uh, personal insecurity where it just it 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 bugs them you know because it's like you know for example if 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 someone's doing well in the gym and it's just like i don't know it's just some some like I don't know. It's just like when you accomplish something and then it's just like, you know, there's some sort of envious and like you obviously like, you know, I don't know. I feel like if there's some sort of envious, like, you know, you can, I feel like you can be envious of somebody else, but like in a positive way, like, you know, like, oh shit, I wish I had that or, or something yeah, like sure, that. Yeah, but, yeah. It, but you don't, you don't go about it negatively. Like, like you dislike them, you know, it's like, damn, like I'm, I'm jealous, but it's just like, it comes with happiness and just like, you know, for, for that person, like, you don't, dislike them you know yeah but but yeah, it I just because but that type of energy like can affect you too because it's just like you know it makes you start like you know like kind of second guessing yourself too because it's like i don't know like again how much pressure can you take you know because it's just like i don't know i feel like as as you kind of start moving up sometimes you start attracting more attention for what you have you know because it's something you know that's i don't know i feel like you know like if you're accomplishing things, like I feel like that's just an attractive thing, you know, cause it's just like, obviously like, like attractive as in like, you know, people like, like gravitate towards that, you know, it's just like, Oh, well, shit. especially women. Yeah. Especially women because they see it as ambitious. You know, you're, you're cultivating you, you're cultivating more of a creative thing. You're creating something rather. And that takes ambition. And, that's a very admirable trait to women. I mean, it's an admirable trait to most people. You know yeah, what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like they, it, there's just something about it. It's like they, they have their own way and just like the things that they set themselves to, like they'll, they'll pull it off, you know? And it's like, there's some sort of like, like, like groundedness and those types of people. Cause it's like, it seems like they have it figured out even though, no, they don't. They're just willing they to take risks. Yeah, that's they're it, just man. Like, it's just you're just like you're just on the path. You're like, oh shit, like shit's just going in the, this direction. Like I, I, I believe in, but it's just like almost like, you know, it's just like, oh shit, I, I guess things are unfolding this way. Like, yeah. but, but in reality, it's just like you know, you you hear to them speak, and they just speak from experience. It's like, well, I did this or did that, you know, like this is how I handled that through their own experiences. But there's just like they learned that in the past. I'm sure, like at the moment, they didn't know for a fact they had to go find that out like through their own experience you know so but what did you think was going to happen when you started when you took over the business honestly like it's kind of weird how things are now like because i 
I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Like I, I never thought it would kind of lay out this way. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know, something that like I dreamed of, but actually became real. And it seems like it is become like still becoming real, like more than I like, like, you know, I've heard, I've heard the saying, like, you know, maybe it could work. Like maybe it can become more than you ever thought of and everything you thought of, yeah. you know? And it, it's just, it just makes me just kind of think of just like, you know, like things can work themselves out and it kind of makes you feel a little bit more confident and have more faith in, in, in your own decisions, you know, especially confidence. Cause it's like once, once you, once you have like one thing happen, you know, cause it's like, you'll go through a series of things like, like, like I got kicked out of school, like out of like San Jose state, you know, cause for poor grades. And I was always a straight A student. Like I'm, I know I'm not stupid like, you know, but it was just, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and it's just like, I feel like as far as like we were talking about before, like as far as importance, I feel like a lot of the stuff that gave me importance to everything I did and to make sure I made it count was from that failure and like the way it affected me, you know, and it left an imprint on me, you know, it was just like, I have to, I have to become something of myself and what I've, you know, been dedicating my time to, like it has, it has to work in some way, you know, and it's weird now because it's like where things are unfolding now, it, it's like, wow, like it actually is becoming into something like, you know, like successful like thankfully and what do you think was the impetus for that what do you mean like what do you think caused that what was the what was the push behind that behind like me wanting behind, to, behind it coming becoming anything of success i think it it just had i think it definitely had to do with just you know things i've experienced in my past because it just seems like various pieces of the puzzle and just trying and trying and trying and it just all fit into one component you know it's like, cause originally, like, it's so weird. Cause every, a lot of, a lot of the things in there is just like, like, it's like, whoa, shit. Like I've already experienced this. Like I used to be into DJ and hip hop and like graffiti. Like I used to write and all that shit. And like, and it's weird because it, it can relate to what I would ideally want in a gym. Like if I were to have like my dream gym, like, you know, like I went to Metroflex, like the walls blasted in graffiti, you know, it's like people leaving their mark that had to do with me when I was like all into hip hop, you know, DJing it's just having the flow and energy of music, you know, and how I am like, I'm really passionate about like music and like, you know, in, in general. And like, I grew up like very connected with music, but it's just like that pertains to, to, to the environment I'm trying to provide, you know, it's just like having, having music that's like, you know, meaningful where if it's hyping you up, you know, if it's like, you know, for, for when it was like DJing and shit, like trying to be creative, having your own style, you know, and like how to develop a style, um, you know, cause it's all part of being creative, you know, and having your own thing. It's just like, you got to take little things you like about different things and you learn how to like kind of master it or, and then, or like kind of make your own version. And then you just incorporate into your own like collection. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, but how do you, how do you think that, because you mentioned that you, when you go into, when you went, when you started this journey, like you didn't know that it was going to become what it is now. But the fact that you're willing to take the risk, I mean, this isn't really surprising to me, man. And I'll tell you why. The fact that you're willing to 
take the risk and step out into uncharted waters. You know, you naturally navigated your way through the discourse here, through the things that like the, you extinguish fires as you saw them, you know, and you know, you naturally gravitated towards things that you put a focus on. So this is called the RES, the reticular activating system. Whatever you put a focus on, your brain has a collection of neurons called the reticular formation. And this is what, when you put a focus on something, a goal perhaps, you your brain naturally orients itself towards things that are going to collect and acquire or cultivate rather that goal to become fruitful or to, 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 to become something, you know? So that doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, especially with how fo- not only focused you are, but how much you're willing to endure because, you know, I've, I've witnessed in the past couple of years getting to know you that you're on the spectrum of masculine and feminine, you're sort of towards a feminine in the regard. And you can correct me if I'm wrong in the regard that you're emotionally wound, right? You feel a lot and it affects you. And it's, it's not something that is just by any means am I trying to dispense with as a disparaging thing, but it is something that typically a man in your position, especially business owner, he can't be that way. One, because the world doesn't let you. And two, because your peers won't let you, you know, like your bros won't let you. When was the last time you said, Hey man, apart from you and I, Hey man, I just want to talk. Can I just talk to you? They probably look at you funny. Wait, what do you mean, bro? What the fuck? And it's not like we should all as people talk, Yeah. but there's a difference in talking when you're talking to a man and talk to a woman or you talk to a therapist, there's a difference in the illustration and the content that's there. So you're not likely going to find your way through your friends and you're not going to find it through the world. Because the world, <laughs> the women lens that you look through it is going to be immersed with men that are not going to give you a pass. And I think you've learned this. Most men won't give you a pass. They're going to say, this is how you are. This is what you do. And that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. And you either do it or you don't do it. And if you don't do it, we just coin it as, well, it's not that important to you then. It's just not, it's just not that important to you because if it was, you do anything in your power to make it a reality. Yeah. You know, and when you set out to take over the gym and build it to something that you envisioned naturally, your brain operated as it is hardwired to operate, collect things that are now more of utility towards this vision that Danny has. That's why you started now. Well, I don't know if this is why, but it's likely the reason why you got so passionate over different machines 
finding out about different machines, finding out about different equipment to put in the gym and where to put it on the floor plan, how it's going to look the most, <coughs> excuse me, aesthetically appealing and going to stir the most utility for, you know, the landscape of the gym. Before that, you walk into a gym, you just, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. That machine's tight. Oh, yeah. But now you look at gyms differently because you own one. Now you look at floor plans differently because you create one. So see, the way that the brain operates is no surprise. You've increased your sense of becoming. And it's now operating on a different frequency than it once was prior. So this is only going to get more magnified, right? I mean, it doesn't stop with just this gym. Yeah. This is just a part of the stepping stone. This is the stepping stone in the process. Essentially. Where do you see yourself? 10 years from what? Like I can already tell as far as stepping stone is as far as learning, like, um, like, you know, negotiation skills and just continuing, you know, being like, you know, being, being aware of how you look at things like the way, you know, um, as far as like, you know, being creative on how to negotiate. Cause I feel like there's a lot of creativeness and like, you know, being like smart about things. Cause you gotta, you gotta be, you know, it's, it like there's just something intriguing about like negotiation like it, it's it's like you got to think of it's like like I'm I'm slowly starting to intake you know because it's like it's like say if I'm 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 selling a machine I'm buying a machine you know or I'm from like so-and-so company or whatever it's like it's like there's there's you know there's certain ways to work with somebody else and, and develop a relationship versus just I'm just going to buy this, you know, and it's, and I feel like it starts out with like, even your own customers and people you're around is working with them, you know, and, you know, just like, I, I feel like it'll develop, like that's part of the next development and like things like, you know, as far as I'm trying to learn, cause like, you know, like, you know, I've heard about having negotiation skills, but it's like, to me, never really like. I don't know. It's like one of those things like I feel most people kind of like do like at a basic level is just like, oh, barter on some shit. They're buying off Craigslist or something like that. But, you know, there's I feel like I feel like there's more ways to kind of like, you know, pay attention. You know, like I spoke to an individual today that came to sign up and he was just he was just throwing ideas at me. And it was just like because I think he was like really experiencing like uh, advertising and marketing. You're just you're just telling me all these ways. He's like. He's like, you need to reach out to them. And then just like, you know, you, you don't even I'm like, look at what this place is. You know, I feel like just a part of that has to do with just opening your eyes and looking at things in different perspectives, you know, and, and just realizing like, you know, that like thinking outside of the box and constantly looking for different ways, you know, and, 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 and like, there's always just different pathways. You just got to look like in the gym, there's like, there's an avenue of, 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 of of, uh, selling supplements, you know, there, there's an avenue of, of, of personal training there, you know, you know, like obviously it's going to pertain to the gym. It's not going to be like, you know, grandma or something like that. Grandpa, like, you know, that's, that's not the type of environment, you know, it might be for someone, but you know, but as far as like, you know, like 
even like the 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 clothing I'm having there, you know, there's all an intent behind everything for it to all work together. You know, I feel like if you're if you're constantly looking for ways to kind of interconnect things, like you you'll find ways to do it. You know, because it's just like if it's something that you're experiencing, there's some there's a certain way to kind of interconnect. Because it's like at the at the end of the day, it's with people. Like people want to feel connected to. You don't want to feel someone you can't relate to. You mm-hmm. know. I feel like there's there's always ways it's the same thing like you know you're always trying to look ways to relate to people you know in a genuine way way obviously or trying to understand because that's how you understand you mutually understand each other you know and but you know as far as like you know even the clothing like i just want to you know use use the gym right now as a platform to kind of like like start out other like like i like to i feel like for some reason i feel like the word plants is kind of like a proper term what is like, it like plants because it's just like you know you're, you're trying to you have your your own little garden of see things that are moving and how they move like oh you're checking like oh progressing because i feel it's like it's like even if you're to have like the various employees and stuff like that like you don't have your hand in everything but you have little like you know different things you're you're kind of like testing out and see which one starts taking off because other things might dip and other things might go up you know mm. but like you know there's i've I don't know. I feel like there's just different things that might grow into its own thing. You know what I mean? Like, like a, like a clothing brand. Yeah. yeah. Like as far as like, you know, like making it into like, you know, using the gym as a platform, as a brand to kind of test out how, how things like independent, like, you know, there's, there's a platform right now to put like a brand on an idea, you know, cause if it's by itself, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for me to kind of put it out there. Like, you know, it's like basically boy, to put in layman's terms is like, well, why should I buy this? You know, well, this is gym. This is Chloe. You're trying to represent the gym. It's like, oh shit. Like, oh shit. Like this is the, you know, they're oversized pump covers, like stuff like that. But it fits with the gym because it's an old school bodybuilding gym. Mm-hmm. That's what they wore, you know, but I feel it's like something that like I'd wear anyways. And it's genuine to me. You know, it's not like I'm just trying to put shit out there just to fucking sell it. You know, it's like, it's like there's an intent behind it, but it's just like slowly trying to transition away from it to see how it does on its own, you know? Yeah. I mean, you put your feelers out there with anything you do. I mean, you're putting your feelers out there with the merchandise and seeing if there's a market for it. That's the name of the game. You just put fillers, fillers out there to see if there's a market for this thing. And if there's not, then there's not. Yeah. I mean, you can't. At the end of the day, you might have to kill it. Yeah. You know, and just move on with something else. Yeah. You know, when it comes to like, I wonder how Brad Martin got started, how with his raw gear, how that got started. If he was like, just started doing a gear for his gym, like yeah, because at first, at first, like he used to even before he had Zoo, it was uh. He just had his BM fit year. So Bradley. Oh, Martin is that figure. right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember yeah, used to be, that. He used to just be Bradley Martin fit year. You just wear it in his videos. That's yeah, how yeah, it was. yeah. Yeah. And then it became zoo culture. Like he had his own. Well, that was the line of clothing for the gym. I'm pretty sure he still has that. And then now it's, it's like raw gear. Right. So, or maybe it's branched off and I don't know, dude, but yeah, yeah I mean, anything, anything and everything starts at the ground level, man. Like you're never going to, you almost never going to do something that's just going to hit and going to be the first iteration and the only iteration. Yeah. So it's like, you're in the first iteration stages of coining the, 
not even the term putting your your brand on your which is basically the name of your gym yeah you know and then that could maybe transpire into or i shouldn't say transpire that could probably transmute into like something like um a logo only and maybe like a one word logo or something and then that could be like the next thing for you you know but talking about just on the ground level you know merchandise i mean it could be a big thing bro i mean Many people grow company like Flagnor Fail is huge. Raw Gear is huge now. I mean, and there's there's other Gymshark as well, you know. The one thing that's paramount over all of that is whatever you feel, whatever you feel, I don't want to say passion, but whatever you feel like you can't let go of. Meaning it's so important. Like that word important is very, very almost indelible to use. And a lot of people don't think about that word as like anything of significance. It is very significant. The word important is very significant and you undermine it because it's like people use it so haphazardly. But that word is showcasing relevancy and rather a level of metric that you put on something, you know, whether that's your fitness, whether that's your career, whether that's your relationship or all those things, or whether it's an entrepreneurial venture that you want to partake in, how important is it? Like you have to ask yourself that question. How important is this? And how much am I willing to give to this thing? If push came to shove, would I drop it from the, from the schedule? Or would I find a way to carve it out still and make it a part of my life because I want this to become a part of my identity because I want people to know me by this because that's something that's important to me as well. Yeah. Like it all kind of circles back to that word importance and how important is something to you. Yeah. And also there's things that you will do in life that you're like royally fuck up on, you know, and it will become nothing. And what you had in your mind is nothing of what the outcome is. You know, it just tanks. And then you feel like low because you're like, fuck, I really had high hopes for that thing. Yeah. I really wanted that thing to soar and it just fucking tanked. Yeah. And, but apart from that, you can't let your identity get wrapped up in that also, in that failure, in that, in that fallback. I mean, that shit happens, but think about it like this. And I know you do. If you had never tried it, you would have never known that it would fail. And that idea would have always been in the back of your mind as a what if. What if that would have worked, man? Well, now you can cross it out because it didn't work. And then you can underline the things that did work. Like this gym for you. You know, that's going to work. Like even if it doesn't, if it just pulls in what it it makes, I know you'll still keep running it. Because I don't think that your main purpose for this gym was to make loads of money it was just to have somewhere probably to train i mean i'm putting words in your mouth please correct me if i'm wrong man have somewhere that you could call your own and put your own touch on and make something in this area that we don't have that could leave a stamp on danny's name as this is what danny did yeah you know the whole goal like at least with that is just like you know like like certain things like i've I felt, yeah, that we didn't have is just to actually make it real, you know, and set a new standard. 
honestly. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Cause like for me, like, you know, even how we were mentioning before, it's like, it's like, you know, not pushing yourself. It's just mediocre shit, dude. You know, you go, you go to every time I go to a big city, dude, people are just are pushing themselves like fucking crazy. Like there's a lot of them there, you know? And then probably the levels like, you know, obviously like past me, you know? And I'm like, fuck, like there's ways to become better. And I want like, like, fuck, I want to become like better than, better than I am. Like, you know, like there's always ways to improve and like just, and, and various components that are obviously like, you know, genuine to you, you know? There's always, there's always like, there's always, there's always another level, you know? And I feel like, you know, just keeping your eye out for, for, you know, those types of things, you know, and just, I don't know, like, uh, like my whole goal with the gym is just to set a new standard for, 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 you know, like gyms around here and like, you know, but it sounds like both you and I get bugged by mediocre shit being a fucking pussy yeah man to say the least it's just you know it's just like same thing like i'm just like dude like all right dude like i i i want to i want to put it in the concrete like i want to have you know a go-to fucking spot for a gym whether whatever niche like i have you know my whole goal right now is to have the best bodybuilding and powerlifting gym like you know like anybody's like you know as long as you're being like just trying to better yourself like that's all i care about you know it just you don't have to you don't have to be fucking like you know at the highest level but i would like to provide that that level of support and environment for those types of people you know but also you know not not it's like myself if i i would go i would go to a gym that's like i'm gonna be around people that i know are better than me so then i can get i can like hey like i'm gonna get inspired i want to go learn with them i want to go train with them i want to learn their mind yeah but you know that pussies can frequent hardcore gyms too yeah. just like they can frequent clubs oh yeah like fitness 19 and and you know 24-hour fitnesses and whatnot like yeah. pussies frequent everywhere and it's the reason why I say it is because it's not the gym that makes the man. It's the man that makes the gym, meaning the mindset of the man or the mindset of the woman. Like it's the mindset that makes the establishment. If you, oh, if you close your doors and reopened four months from now and the only people that came to your gym were pussies, what does it say about your gym? Nothing, bro. Because everybody training in there is pussies, right? But if... You had a hotel gym, like not hotel gym, but you had a gym the size of a hotel gym and it was like, you know, nothing burger in terms of like dumbbells and maybe a barbell and Smith machine, but you had monsters training in there and their work ethic was unsurpassed and they were going to failure on multiple sets and beyond and they were just dripping and fucking bleeding because of the, the scathed wounds on their shins from deadlifting like that would make that gym now hardcore because the people that frequent it make it hardcore yeah so maybe you should put a sign in your door that says zero pussies allowed <laughs> there's one at metroflex when i went there it says like hardcore co-ed bodybuilding and just all this shit they have written up on the walls dude it's funny it's definitely the mindset though man yeah. it's the mindset of the people that are in your gym. Yeah. Like, like I said, I've been to your gym, man, multiple times and I've seen pussies there. And when I say 
when I say pussies, I mean just men that aren't willing to take it to the limit. Yeah. So not everybody that goes to that gym is going to go there for that purpose. Like, cause it's hardcore. They maybe want to go because it's, it's not as busy as like the commercialized gyms, yeah. you know, but then you get people that go there because it attracts them or the factor that does attract them is the fact that it is more rugged and underground, you know, but I know you and I know me and I know people that train hard and you'll train hard anywhere. You'll train hard at a fucking park. You'll train hard in a hotel gym. You'll train hard at an Equinox. Yeah. You'll train hard no matter where you are because it's the mindset. The mindset makes the whole gym, man. I don't, I don't think that you shouldn't keep doing this. Like, because this is a separating thing from you and the rest of the gyms. Yeah. And you're making it way better of an environment. Like the, what you're putting in there, what you're adding. I need to come by there, man. Cause I haven't, I've only seen this shit in stories and it's not, I want to see it in person. You know, since you've revamped it, yeah. But it's in, it's it's quite crazy what you've done with it, man. You've added like a lot of lot of machines, man, and you put a precedence on keeping them old school. Yeah, you know, like not putting in the uh, I don't know some some of the hammer strength stuff and stuff like that. I mean, that's all good stuff, man. But yeah. like you've kept to like Hikarian and Nautilus, right? Yeah, that shit's old school. I mean, I mean, a lot of the hammer chain stuff's old school too. I just, it's just the era that I like. It's just like '90s, you know. Like, I'm not biased. I'm just like, dude, if I want good shit, like I want good shit in there, you know. And I just, I just really like a lot of the old school stuff, just the way it is, you know. And then it, it, I'm glad it works out with, with like, you know, the the old school feel to the gym, you know. So it just. Like there's some new stuff like I want to have in there. Like there's like a bunch of prime fitness and stuff like that. Where are you going to put it, man? Yeah. And running out of space. Like you're running out of space. Yeah, I know I am. I see a lot of your stories, man. You're, you're always, you're always posting people like Branch Warren and Dorian Yates. I love those guys. Yeah, man. I just bought their DVD. <laughs> why do you, okay. So my, my question is why do you think you gravitate towards them and not any of the new guys? Like, you know, Chris Bumstead has a DVD, I think, out, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all those guys have, like, all the new guys have DVDs, but why don't you choose to to look at them the same admiration? They're just grungy. Like, just, like, it's just their attitude. Like, they're just, like, their videos are just black and white. Like, mm. it's, it's like, they're just intense. Like, you know, they got metal and just, like, like hit, like, like, gangster rap, like, blasting. I know, like, Dorian Nate's not as much, but it's just... It's just like they're, they're like, they're isolated. You know, they, there's just like, cause I feel like how I am is like, like I kind of resonate with that. Cause there was like a point in time where I felt like I was a reject and I was like the outsider. So it's like, kind of like that. Like that's kind of what I see, you know, it's just like they're in some dungeon, some fucking shithole, you know, it's just like, dude, I remember feeling like, you know, that that's how I felt like where I belong. Like I, I felt like, I, I wasn't like, I don't know, welcomed like around other, like, I don't know. I just felt like a reject, you know? So it's kind of like, to me, I, I gravitate towards that. And it's like, I just love like the, the intensity into it. And just like, I love metal and stuff like that. Like a part of that, like feels like kind of like that, just like the rawness to it, you know, not trying to look all fucking pretty and all that, like super, like, you know, like 
fancy fucking like gym. Like I think those gyms are badass though too. You know, like I definitely go train at one of like those types. But I, like I know my heart is in like you know like especially once I went, when I went to Metroflex, you know I was like, dude, this is the most grungiest. Like, like dude, I even thought it was freaking gross. But I'm just like I would still come here and train every day. Like it was like it was 110 degrees. Like I was hitting legs and it was like I felt like like sick and dizzy because it was so damn hot and I would not stop sweating. And it was just I was drenched. Everyone in there was just drenched in sweat. There was no sanitation spray at all. You just sweat all over everything. Really? Yeah. I was like, I was like, damn, this is I'm like, damn. And I'm like, like, yep, this is another level of hardcore, dude. I'm just like, I had a shower after that. Like like normal, like I, I'm not much of a germaphobe. Like you know, I obviously fucking shower, but I was just like, dude. Like I, I finished training. I'm like, dude, I, I need a shower. This is fucking disgusting. Like, like Cause you probably had other people sweat on you and shit. Yeah, no, for sure you did. Like, <laughs> and it was just like for sure you did. I was like, dude, I hope I don't. Oh I don't. fuck, dude, you know I would have went crazy, yeah. dude. Oh fuck. Oh, you would, you would have gone in there. You're like, hell no. You know this funny because I've been like really like. Like studying Branch Warren and Johnny Johnny Jackson, you know they're training partners. But it was funny because like uh, uh, yesterday I watched one with because uh, Branch, you know, he grew up there since he was like sixteen. He's been training there. He's like he's like when is fifty? He's been training for what like thirty five years. Yeah, easy. Yeah, so he's like almost in his fifties. I think he might be in his fifties. But um, uh, they they were doing an interview with a. Uh, johnny jackson and he's like when he brought him there when they first became training partners he's like he's like man he's like if anyone that knows me like no i'm a clean freak like i'm a germaphobe as soon as i went in there he was like oh hell no like i can't train here but over time like he was just, just got used to it yeah he was just like i i just like just the workouts i would get in here like i just i got over it but he said he's like yeah i'm that, i thought that place is completely disgusting but, you have to shower right afterward oh man. hell yeah dude you know like I'm not much of a germaphobe, but I was like, dude, this is, this is <laughs> like, this is freaking grimy, but that's funny, man. I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hack that. I mean, I, I could for the time, but it's like, and that makes me think too. Cause there's like some videos of like with branch Warren, he's putting his like, you know, like he's putting his mouth, like on the leg, on the, on the prone leg curl and stuff. Cause you know, he's like going at it and I'm just like, dude, I wouldn't have done that shit. Like, I'm just like, you're brutal. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, like now knowing how that gym is, I'm like, I couldn't. <laughs> Jeez, man. Like bring like a couple of fucking towels and just like, <laughs> yeah, bleach oh, them, dude. just no, bring a Lysol wipes thingy. Like, uh, one of those canisters. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, it's gnarly. But dude, I, I love that gym. There was just, there was just so much, there was just so much character to it. Where it's just like, dude, like the equipment was like so beat up, dude. Like it, I put a, I put a funny term to it. Like the first thing that popped in my mind, but I was like, but yeah, dude, like the, the equipment there, it was just, it was just like so run through, but it felt like you can just be aggressive with it. Like, I don't know. It had this weird feel to it. Like, like it was all like shaking and creaking. It was just so used. Like they don't, they don't, they don't like change the upholstery. They just tape yeah. it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you can like, you can start feeling like. You can start feeling like the metal like between it because like the padding's just so worn out, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, but but there's just a certain feel to it that's just it's so rugged, just the way the gym looks like. You just get you just get amped up, dude. Yeah, but don't you think it's some has something to do with the fact that Johnny, Ronnie, and Branch oh, yeah. train there? Yeah, it's and they they were like patrons of that gym, yeah. you know, and they get ready for multiple Olympias in that gym. Yeah, 
if they weren't there, do you think it had the same significance? I, I really don't think so. No, that's a, bro. I was like, I was like, dude, Ronnie made that gym. Of course. <laughs> he made that. Gym. Yeah. Like, otherwise it would have just been some unknown gym. Or it might've like stood out a little bit, but to what it is like, nah, bro, he put it on the map. He yeah. let, let's, let's call it space babe. He put that shit on the map. Dude. Yeah. I mean like he put the owner on the map. He put his, his climb to the top, put all of that on the map, dude. And then yeah. branch Warren just complimented it. Johnny Jackson complimented it. You know, the people, Make the gym, dude. Yeah. You know, the gym is nothing without the people. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that make the environment. They're the ones that give the vibe, you know, because yeah, it's ultimately that's, that's the most things you're seeing, you know, did you see anybody there when you were there? Um, at Metroflex, nobody I didn't recognize, but when I, I went to destination Dallas, that one was, that was a nice gym. That one was a really big gym. Like that actually had AC. So I seen you walk and you feel this oh, blast nice. of cold air. So I was like, oh, you know, like the whole building was done. They had like this sick like sign and everything. So, but that's where, that's where the, uh, ship out all the gasp stuff. It's all from there. You can just oh, really? buy Yeah. You can just buy it there. They have gas from better bodies that like, ha- like a giant chunk of their, of that, um, of that facility. That's where they have all the gas. So it's just like two, like two stories high of just boxes. Jeez. Like that's where, when you order gas, that's where it comes from, from there. And it's oh, cool. Yeah. And at the front, they have a computer. You can just order it and then you can go pick it up. Oh shit. It's the coolest shit ever. So I was like, damn, cause they closed, cause it was Friday. So they closed their, uh, warehouse. Cause I was like, wait, I'm like, wait, can you just order it? And he's like, yeah. It's like, oh, but our warehouse is closed. But I was like, damn. But, um, when I was over there at destination Dallas, I ran into Keone, uh, Pearson. So right now he's doing two twelve. Yeah. Why is it not ringing a bell, man? Yeah, he's a he's a in the he's 212. 212 competitor. Yeah, 212. Oh, I don't pay attention to 212. Bro. Yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of him, but yeah. I like his like he, he when he was natural and stuff. Like his physique was crazy. Like he's got really good genetics and stuff. Like it's yeah, but yeah, I ran into him. I was like, whoa! I'm like, that's CUNY. Like I would like if I was trying to run into Branch Warren. Like that's who I wanted to run to. Like I would have been like fangirling and shit. Like you know. Yeah, dude. So. Like, he goes to destination Dallas, huh? He goes there. That yeah, day? he goes. He goes there, and then yeah, and then he goes to some other gym. But I'm not sure if it's nearby. But he's a lot smaller now. He's all retired. Yeah, smaller. He's like what two forty, two thirty, two forty, probably. Yeah, probably. He still trains intense though. Yeah, man. Because That's it's crazy. the behavior. Yeah, the behavior doesn't leave you, man. Yeah. Like even though he's not gonna put on any kind of muscle, and he's if anything he's deteriorating. You know, not like. From what he was, let's just be honest. Like from what he was, he's not deteriorating, deteriorating, but he's like from what he was, you know, two seventy, whatever he was, man, like just shredded. Yeah, I forgot his stats, man, but he was just he's stupid, you know. Yeah. Maybe he was like two sixty. I don't know, but he was he's a monster because he's what five seven. Yeah, something like that. So I mean, people don't understand that the magnitude of muscle that's on these people when they're when they're standing in front of you, like. These, especially like someone like Nick Walker, he's oh, just man. a freak, man. That, he's just, he's just a bunch. He's just muscle and a head. And I mean, insane. bro, he looks crazy good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you like that monster look, he's it, man. Him, yeah. Rami, Ian Valer. I've kind of, yeah. is that how they pronounce the last name? They're monsters, man. And another level like now 300 pounds is becoming normal that's now 300 pounds off season and lean like when i see lean on like 10 11 percent yeah like still visible abs serratus 
quads, hamstrings. Yeah. Like that's normal now. And these guys are five seven, five eight. No, how how tall is Nick? Five ten? I'm not too sure. He's no taller than five nine, five ten, man, I don't think. Yeah. Insane, man. They're just walking brick houses, man. Yeah. And it's it's freaky. I remember when I went to my first competition ever. I saw these guys because it was an NPC sanctioned event. I only yeah. competed in NPC. And I saw these freaks walking around. I say freaks in a good way because these just guys just had shoulders on traps on everything, bro. I mean, these guys were just jacked. And it's like you've never seen a level of that muscularity like where we live. Yeah. So when you see it, you're just like. It's just crazy. What? That's not real, dude. Yeah. There's no way. That's not real. And this is this is when the time that affliction was really big oh, yeah. affliction tees. Yeah. And so all these mass monsters would be wearing these affliction tees and um the sister company of affliction, I forgot what it was. But they would be wearing all bejeweled and shit. Oh, like Ed Hardy, not sister yeah. company, but Ed Hardy. That's not a sister company, but yeah, they would be wearing like Ed Hardy and yeah. affliction and shit. And I remember the first freak I ever saw was one of the judges, Tamer El Gindi. Do you know who Tamer is? No. He's one of the, I don't know if he's still the head judge, but he was. I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he still is, but I'm not, not for sure. Tamer, he had the most cartoon looking shoulders I'd ever seen. Shit. And I mean, like, even to this day, I look back at what I remember seeing with him and I'm like, that's just cartoonish, man. It was just so... It looked like he had, he was wearing football gear, like a football chest protector, shoulder pad gear. Really? That's what it looked. That's how crazy his shoulders were, bro. <laughs> and he was short. Yeah. You know, all oh, these, he's like 5'8", five, 5'7", five, five, I don't know, somewhere in that bracket. And so he looks even more crazy. You know, you expect that from somebody who's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. Not even then. I mean, the shoulders on this guy were just insane. But... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but <laughs> freaks, freaks man. bro, freaks of nature, man. And you can't get that big unless you have the genetics to get that big. That's what people don't understand too. Yeah. It's like you can do all the drugs in the world, man. You could train your ass off. If you're not a high level elite responder to the drugs, you're not going to grow, man. You're yeah. not going to get that big. Yeah. Like it's just it, that even to get 600, 700 pounds of body, like these 600 pound life people that you see on TV, yeah. it takes genetics to get that fat. Yeah. Some people can never get that fat. even if they try, like their yeah. genetics will not allow them yeah. to gain that much fat and put that much, accrue that much fat on their body. Same thing with muscle tissue. Like it takes a genetic, well, I don't want to call it abnormality, but it takes like a certain genetic type to respond favorably to the drugs in that to that degree that you grow that much contractile tissue on the body yeah and you don't stop you know what i mean like myostatin is not even a, a situation anymore you yeah. know it's like that's not even a, a a hurdle you're just you continuously grow and it's not like i said some people like 212s do you think people in 212s only want to be 212 probably some uh, i I but, feel like they'd probably want to be bigger. But they probably want to be bigger. Some yeah. of them probably want to be bigger, bro. I mean, I we haven't talked to them. We don't know for sure. But when you're already a freak at 212, like Flex Lewis, Flex Lewis arguably looked like he was 250, 260, man. I'm sure he'd want to be bigger. and But then again, he dominated 212 for so long, it's like he's going to stay there. 
because yeah. he's dominating it, you know? So that's the only reason why you'd probably stay at 212 if you're dominating it. But if you're if you're like a 6th, 7th, 8th placer, I would imagine you'd want to be bigger, you know, if you could. That's what people don't get. People think that, well, he just does a bunch of steroids. He just trains a lot. He just eats a lot. does a bunch of steroids. No, that's part of it. But you can't even get to that level if you don't have the genetic disposition in the first place. Yeah. If you don't have the makeup, forget it, Jack. You're not going to get to that level. Even if you train your ass off, eat your ass off, etc. You just get fat and you just get out of shape. Like if you don't have the genetic code to get that to get to that level of muscularity, it's not going to happen, man. It's only for a select few. And it's only for the people that tap into it. You know, so it's like some people don't even tap into it and they might have the ability to be a re- elite responder like that. You know, like Nick Walker is an elite responder. Yeah. Like in a matter of a few years, maybe. Yeah. I mean, freaking, you, he got to the level he's at. He just looks absolutely nuts. His, his legs are just insane. Yeah. He's a, he's a favorite man this year going in Olympia. He's a big favorite for people. Probably because he's young, 27-ish, right? Something like that. I think so. And it's like he's a new guy. But he's like, he's going to be top five. I'm, yeah. ass- I'm assuming he'll be top five. Even with the lineup that exists right now for the Olympia, which is a crazy good lineup, like he's going to probably still be top five. Yeah. Do you watch Bro Chat at all? Fuad's no. uh, podcast? No, I've, I've seen Fuad's like, podcast, but I forgot. What was it? What, they had a different name before, right? Like, Bodybuilding and Bullocks. Yeah. So they have that, and then they have the Bro Chat, where like oh, okay. Nick and Guy Sisternino and Ian will get on. <laughs> And they'll all chop it up. It's funny, bro. Yeah. It's good shit, man. Guy's sister, you know, is hella funny. Yeah, man. He's... That, that video where he's like getting all pissed at those people like on the hack when he was doing the yeah. hack. Dude, yeah, that yeah. shit is so funny. That was at Destination Dallas, I'm pretty sure. I was trying to oh, go find it? that fucking hack squat. I'm just like, why did he go like sit in? I was like, dude, see if this, I just get angry all of a sudden. <laughs> it's funny. Well, see, that's anyway. the thing. It's like before you would have never thought about that. You just saw the hack squat, all oh, the hack squat, whatever. Yeah. But it's like now you want to know what that is. You want to know the difference between that one and the one you have. If it's better, how much, then how much it costs shipment costs, etc. Yeah. Like if it's now, is it a real feasible thing for me to get that thing here? You know, but before it's like, you didn't think about that. I'm sure you, you because your brain wasn't concerned with that. Yeah. It wasn't concerned with making your gym better, making, or, adding something like that to your gym because you didn't even have a gym before, you know? And so now that you do, your priorities are different. They've changed. They've evolved. They've gotten, they just become different, you know? And my my hope is that people, young, old, whatever, like they find something that they can focus on and put all their energy into that and making that I don't want to say top notch, but making that everything they could make it yeah. right. And then once they do that, then they should branch off, diversify into other areas of their life. But once they have that, that's their foundation. That's headquarters. That's what they built. That's not going anywhere. It's bulletproof. I mean, obviously you have to still operate it, work yeah. at it, but you have it down. So packed. the process that is that you can now extend your energy to other things. And also you have the refinement from 
that venture in terms of the creation of it and making it into something Mm -hmm. that can extend its hand towards other ventures in your life now where you would have folded otherwise, right? You would have folded in this, in this other small venture you're partaking in. If it weren't for the fact that you built so much resiliency in that first venture, you would have folded otherwise. And that's important for people to understand, man, like yourself, like you, you're going to do bigger things in the future. I know that this is something to get you ready for those bigger things. That's going to require you possibly to have negotiating skills, to have a more psychological awareness of yourself and other people. That's going to require you to be able to communicate better, write better, speak, just speak better in general. That's going to require you to move more efficiently. And all these things are getting you prepared for that. But in the interim of it all, it's everything to you. This is everything. So this has so much impact on your psyche and your being because all you know is this. You don't see outside a year or two from now. I know I can ask you, Danny, where do you see ten years? Where do you see yourself ten years from now, five years from now? You could tell me a guesstimate, but you don't really know. You don't even know about tomorrow. You know, but so all you can, so all you have is what you're immersed in presently. But what you're immersed in in the present is not what the future holds for you, but it is getting you prepared. So all these things are good, right? The fact that you took this risk is good. Even if it falls flat on its face, it's good. And I wish more people would take risks knowing that falling flat on their face is a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes too, I feel like a lot of people are, are, are afraid and just like, you know, they limit themselves of what can go wrong too, like a little bit too much. Cause like, you know, it's like, you know, if it was like, Oh, guaranteed, like you, I feel like you would go do it. Like there's a higher likelihood, you know, going to go do something, you know, that there's, you know, uncertainty in, you know, like even when I bought my first machine, like I was like, Oh shit. Like, dude, that's a lot of money. Like that's coming for me. I'm just like, Oh shit. Like shit's kind of getting real, but I'm just like, all right. Like, you know, I feel like there's calculated, there's calculated risks. You're not just taking risks just like willy nilly, you know? And I feel like, you know, the more, the more risks you take, you know, the more potential, like, like, like benefits or could be in positive outcomes. But you know, you also like if shit hits the fan, then you can't act, you can't act surprised or get, like get mad at it necessarily. I'm like, yeah, you might get a little, you know, fucking stressed out and shit, but it's like, well, you kind of knew this was a good possibility of this happening. And you know, was, you know, I mean, you, you knew kind of like the, the, the level of risk to this, you know? And I feel like, you know, if there's things that are moderate risk, like I always feel like those things are worth it, you know, to go take like a moderate risk. But then when things are high, like, you know, as, as you continue to put yourself in uncomfortable situations like you kind of start getting, it's a little, it's a little iffy though, you know, cause you, I feel like you always have to stay a little bit like level headed too, and not get ahead of yourself. Cause it's like, you start becoming more confident when like, you know, you, you're taking risks and, and you're, you're getting like the positive outcomes, you know, and you're just like, Whoa, like shit's actually working out. But then it's just like, you know, 
something like even even in, like regardless if you were to like take that next risk or not like you know all of a sudden like things are falling apart you know and you're just like oh shit like you know what i mean and you already took this risk you know and things start p- piling up and it's like you just gotta be on top of like on top of like you know hand, put a point uh putting out the fires you know so it's just like trying to get control of it you know and just figure out a plan to kind of move forward you know and just know what you got to do you know i feel like too like whenever you're taking any like making any like decisions and stuff and i i, I find like a lot of importance in being decisive because it's like you're essentially you're you're being more efficient in that manner you know learning how to and i feel over time like as you like start tr- trying to become more decisive you know it, it's like you become to to move like like I want I don't like to say faster cuz I don't feel like the fastest way is the best way but you're just moving more efficiently, you know? Like instead of like, you know, something oh like, you know, for me not trying to buy a machine now just depending on what it is, like I you know I feel more confident by like, you know, things that are more like collectible or more rare and stuff that I know like I I I've been wanting in the gym, you know, but compared to that in the like before like shit, I, like, I there's no way in hell like I'm going to like, you know, try to like to risk that much to go freaking buy something and it's like i really don't know but i feel just over time just you know things do accumulate you know because if it's like you know i would have gotten one rare like for you know like the reason why i'm mentioning the gym so much is because i've been learning a lot you know from the gym even like not necessarily this instance from working out but from a business perspective you know from the gym but it's like i don't know it's like just like over time, like things kind of just begin to accumulate, you know, it's like now I have all these various machines compared to if I only had one good machine, you know, it's like there wouldn't have been the same outcome, you know, and it just takes kind of time and being patient with like, you know, just slowly trusting the process and just kind of pacing things out like, you know, because I don't know, I feel like at the end of the day, like, you know, it's just like for how much like, you know, hope and ambition you probably like put out there for you know for that gym oh this is gonna be the best gym ever or whatever but it's like not up until like you have all the all the coolest shit and you know you have everything that's when people actually will start coming you know so it's like not is that what you noticed like once you had more equipment yeah people started coming in yeah because i learned from one uh from one gym i i went to that i already knew like had really like expensive equipment like you know they had dude like they had this whole like their whole giant first room it was just nothing but calibrated plates and i was like damn i'm almost like dude this gym has like whoever's running this thing like hat like knows what they're doing they had a bunch of comp benches like bunch of combo benches like i'm almost like dude this is like some this is a top-notch gym right here like you know to most people you know just most people are just like oh they have good stuff there obviously but you know the first time we ever did a podcast you you were very uh timid in the beginning remember that yeah and this one you're so much more comfortable i just i feel like too like i've just been well like i think i'm more just like comfortable talking like around people like i don't know it's kind of it seems like it man it just too because i think it's it's kind of weird now because i feel like it's like i'm always like I don't want to say forced in conversations, but I, I, I talk to a lot of people now nowadays. And then a lot of it has to do with the gym. You know, it's like, I go out, I, I always see somebody I know. Cause it's just, you know, some part of the community, you know, like 
you know, it's, it's, it's cool. But like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, dude, sometimes I want to go like hide, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, it's cause it's like, fuck, that's what it just makes me think of just like, you know, this people just like, you know, like I remember someone that comes to mind is like Rich Piana. It's like, you know, like I remember him talking about like, you know, he was like always super nice that like people would always want to go take a picture with them. almost like, like, dang, dude, like, how do you go get stuff done? You know, like to, to me, I'm just like, I'm focused and like, I don't like to feel like I'm bombarded. Like, it's not like I have a problem talking with people. It's just like, sometimes it just like, you know, stresses me out, you know, cause, but like I get engaged in the conversation and everything. Like I, I love talking to people like at the same time, but it's like, shit, sometimes I got to do stuff. And then I'm like, Oh fuck, like I'm talking for too long. And like, well, it's, it's kind of, but no, I, you definitely feel more comfortable. You definitely seem more comfortable talking and like, and just engaging in, in different topics and, and taking the reins, you know, vocally, so to speak, you know, it, it's a good thing, man, because it shows evolution, you know, it shows growth. And I think that's the thing that we're all after, man. We, we also are impatient as fuck yeah. and we can't wait to get wiser, more evolved, better, more efficient. We just can't wait, man. And that, but that burden is a good thing because it's better to have that burden and not reach it yet than to have that burden and not care about it or to not have that burden entirely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like good problems, good stress. <laughs> right. Right. You know? So it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, the gym's growing like I did. It just seems like out of nowhere. And I'm just like, like, it's so weird. Cause it's like, usually like, like just, I don't know, like I've, I've what been running the gym for like, what, like year and a half now, but it's like, you know, kind of based upon like, I'm just basing off like the year before and stuff like that, or just, you know, even previous numbers, but it's like, I'm like, damn dude, usually this is like the slower time of the year. I'm like, dude, it's busier now than it was like even like peak summer. Like I'm like, you know, but it's just like, like how the fuck am I going to get mad about that? Like, you know, it's just like, to me, it's just like, it's just, it's just, happening so fast like as far as just like like you know it's just like hey well like you know more more people coming to sign up you know when i'm i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm not trying to fumble shit because i'm just like because for me like lately I've, I've started learning about myself to i'm like why does it feel like i'm always like lagging all the time but it's just like it, it's weird because it's like i i spend a lot of my time preparing it's like i i i realize like i don't like to feel like i'm not prepared you know it's just like so I feel like, you know, an you're preparing for an opportunity and you're just like, you know, you're just like, I don't know, once an opportunity arises, you don't want to fumble it. You want to be prepared and know what to do. Like, like you're, you're, you want to have a plan. You already know what to do, you know? And that's when you, you, you see like a window, like out of something and able to move like, you know, like quickly or at least have an idea on how to move mm. a little bit. But yeah, I don't know it too. Like it's kind of weird. Like I've gotten more comfortable just being myself, you know, cause it's just like, like I've like putting myself out there type of thing. And I know I was, I was, yeah, and I'm, I was more timid, you know, but I'm glad at least it's like this way, you know, cause it's like, you know, sometimes like just certain things I'd kind of be afraid like to be myself with. And I'm just like, I'm, I kind of don't like, like care as much, you mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm glad it's that way. Cause it seriously was never like that way at all. Yeah, it's a liberating feeling, man, to not necessarily put the same kind of stringent criteria on yourself as you would have otherwise, you know, a year or two ago when it comes to like 
displaying who you are for the public, you know, and a funny thing is, is when you act the way that you innately shoot or, or rather have a proclivity to act, you naturally attract the people that a fuck with that. And then B, you obtain respect from people because it's a funny thing. People can gauge whether you're being authentic or not. They really can. Even though, even if you're a a great manipulator, like let's say, I'm not saying you are, but let's, that's a good thing by the way, if you're not, (laughs) if you're, if you're a great manipulator and you're mischievous and you have these, you know, narcissistic traits to you that would otherwise lend their hand towards you getting what you want by any means necessary, sort of Machiavellian like that you could do that and you could end up gaining whatever that is, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a happy in the process or maybe, maybe possibly you will, right? It just depends on your personality traits. But I would say that you trying to your, your, your act of being authentic, even if it's, even if you think you're, you're not doing a good job of it, people can be, people can discern whether you're being authentic or not. And again, even if you're trying to manipulate people can discern through the weeds how you are or how that person is, which is the reason why relatability, like the way that a person is going to be attracted to you is based on essentially if they can accept your authenticity, like how authenticity, how I'm sorry, how authentic are you being like, and you can tell a lot about that from the person's tonality, from their eye language. I call it eye language. That's not even, I don't even know if it's a real thing, but it's, it's how I read, read people. And essentially the eyes are a part of the brain, man. Yeah. So, and that's a part of the nervous system. So you can tell a lot by someone's eyes and how they're, and how they're inner, you know, they're communicating with you Yeah. and people, because we're people we're human beings, we pick up on normal human traits and we, and that attracts us. You know, you can swindle people. If you're a manipulator, you can swindle people. You can be conniving and get what you want, but it, the end of the day, long term is not going to serve you, and they're going to end up. They're going to end up finding out who you are in real time sooner or later. Yeah, that's why I never understood. You know, as far as like you know, individuals and like lately, like I don't know. As I'm like you know having to you know have had to deal with certain individuals. It just like how I was telling you about the people you came around and just like. I don't know, like talking to different people, like another aspect that's helped me feel like more confident is just being able to, you know, discern like, like how genuine they're being, you know, and then your gut picks it up too. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting now because I feel like I listen a lot better more than ever. And it, it's kind of weird because I'm just trying to like, for some reason, I'm just trying to learn how to pick up on how like, like honest they're being, you know? Cause it's like, it's kind of weird. Cause like, yeah, your, your gut can tell you a lot, you know, and you pick up on certain things, but it's like, you know, like sooner or later it, the truth comes out. So that's why I never see what, what's the point, what's the point of, of, of not being authentic. Like what's the point of manipulating, especially manipulating. Like that is like one, number one thing I always look for. Cause it's like, 
because I, I know how people will twist things around and I've been manipulated plenty of times to like, you know, learn, like I feel a lot of us have been manipulated, but you know, but as far as like it helping me ha like find the importance, you know, I feel like, you know, going through, you know, like, you know, certain pains I went through, like, you know, of, of, of having to deal with people that are being a, a manipulative or being narcissistic and shit like that, like through their actions, you know, cause it's like, like, I feel the best way to kind of discern that is like, I don't know. It's like paying attention to consistency, you know, obviously paying attention to what they're saying, but like, like aligning that to what, what, what their actions are consistently being, you know, it's like, cause I remember one thing, like I remember I called you one time about something that I, like with a, with a business partner I had. And one thing that stuck with me that you said was like, it's like a child, like you just have to tell them once. You know, if you keep entertaining their bullshit, it makes them start to feel like they're actually right. Because you keep entertaining, you keep out to argue with it like like they actually have a point. And it's kind of weird because that made me feel like that helped me out a lot as far as the sense of like you only have to say things once. And people that are trying to manipulate you, they'll keep they'll keep twisting things around and just like trying to like they'll, they'll try to get you to say things, you know, they'll they're. A lot of times they're, they, they seem like really good listeners. I know it sounds kind of weird that I'm like, oh, I really like to listen. But it's like, it's like they'll, they'll like contradict themselves, you know, and it's kind of it's kind of like you're just hyper paying attention to what what adds up with what, like how it connects, like things, something like, you know, how you say when things just don't add up, you know, and that's when you communicate to them to say, see what their explanation is you know, about things, you know, of how, like, Hey, like you see a little discrepancy, like, you know, depends on how close you're how, trying to have this person, you know, like to some people, you, you kind of know for what level you're kind of like, like taking them as of, of, you know, everybody has like their own needs and stuff of like, you know, what, what, you know, they, they, they need in their own life as far as like, you know, individuals. Um, but you know, for, for, you know, someone that you're kind of like potentially like risking to hold close to you. Cause it's like, that can be very damaging cause you're holding, you know, them in a vulnerable spot, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's really important to, to, you know, pay attention to, you know, to know what you, what you're accountable for and, and what the other person is accountable for, you know, and just being, you know, to real with things and not letting like anger and stuff like get in like, you know, cloud your judgment. Cause you know, when, when you feel like you're being betrayed or you're being burned by somebody, like it doesn't feel good at all. Like you get pissed, you get hurt. Cause you, you, you felt, you believe their facade and it wasn't that way, you know, cause essentially they're trying to lure you in mm -hmm. in some form or the other to whatever they're trying to get themselves to believe. But it's kind of interesting sometimes too, cause those same people, like the way they'll, they'll like, they'll get, get bought into their own, like, like facade of things it's 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 really interesting you know it's it's really weird because they'll act they'll act like they'll act like you're like what they're saying is true though even though they know it's not it, mm. it's really interesting well they believe their own lies right yeah we better wrap this up man it's two hours in oh shit yeah hey man so obviously it was a pleasure having you bro but i want you to tell people where they can find you yeah man i'm always I'm always at the gym, so Central no, I Coast mean, Barbell. Social, social media wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Well, I mean, on my social media, you can always hit me up. It's my name, Danny Arevalo. So it's D A N N Y 
and my last name a r e v a l o and then i put an h at the end like oh like <laughs> like oh okay but yeah you can always hit me up on my instagram I'm dm always, him dm him people yeah women show him your boobs and like send him a pic <laughs> i just play i'm just playing oh, i'm just playing all right brother until next time man all right oh yeah man thank you brother right. done